$5,000. That's the average amount of money people in the U.S. are now spending on gas in a year. Five grand. That's crazy. If you drive, you have to download Upside, the free app that gives you cash back every time you get gas. That's right. You can earn real cash back with Upside just by buying the gas you're already buying. You can literally start earning cash back today. I use Upside every time I fill up, and I've already made around two, $300. You're putting gas in your car anyway. Why not get real cash back? If you like free money, download Upside. I'm saving the cash I earn from using Upside to help pay for a vacation later this year. Download the free Upside app now to earn cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code GAME to get an extra 25 cents per gallon on your first tank. You can cash out anytime right to your bank, PayPal, or a gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code GAME for a 25 cents per gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code GAME for a 25 cents per gallon bonus. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. You're about to listen to a podcast full of wonder, excitement, and discovery. It's time for an adventure through Odyssey. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Adventures Through Odyssey podcast, Odyssey Revisited. I'm Will here with John, and we're recovering what might have been our most controversial episode of the original run, Castles and Cauldrons, Parts 1 and 2. Jimmy begins to play a role-playing game with his cousin and is drawn into the strange experiences and occurrences associated with the game. So, I mean, we, we, yeah, there's an old episode where we talk about this a lot. And, you know, I think some of it, it, it stands firm. Here's the thing. Having played some D&D since then, I could understand why someone reading the manual, not that I even think they probably, a lot of the people who stormed this up did read the manual, would be like, whoa, like about some of the stuff in it. But even then, it's not that bad. Yes, I agree. Like here, okay, here, here's my thinking about it. And that I'm just surprised because especially at this time period, I feel like Odyssey was pretty like, although we talked about it like earlier in this album, there was a whole thing with like the attitude, like, you know, A is for attitude or kind of in this era, they were really kind of going on like, like going against real, like certain topical ideas. Yes. That were, like, hot in, like, the Christian evangelical subcircle of, like, this stuff's bad. Yes. And I guess I'm surprised they just went so, like, like, because I think of the Halloween episode. And I think of the Halloween episode, you know, I think there were a lot of, you know, people on the more, like, you know, you know, the people who were really against Halloween were talking about how demonic it was, how, like, horrible it was, and all this stuff. But as he kind of took a middle ground to be like, well, that's not really why we're celebrating it. So here's, like, an alternative, which has kind of even continued. Like, I assume Trunk or Treat kind of came from, not specifically Odyssey, but came from, like, those ideas. Yeah, I think you're right. But I, I'm kind of surprised because... It's clearly written by someone who's never even, like, interacted with the game on any sort of level. Yes. Where 
I feel like I feel like it would have been better had they been like, well, it's a game where you use your imagination. Like, not have it be, like, to the point where it's like, oh, they're using dolls in some sort of sacrifice. Like, you could have, like, the kids get too into it, and it does have these, like, questionable things. Like, oh, you're you're connecting with, like, patrons, and you're doing, like, you're interacting with demons, and you're doing things that aren't exactly Christian. Like, I think you could have done that angle, because I think that's a legitimate concept, especially for, like, young children to interact yes. with would be like but you are using your imagination you're not watching tv you're not doing these things that are bad and i'm kind of like i kind of would have loved a more nuanced take where they were like instead why don't you like do like bible stories or do like something like robin hood or like like something like something yeah, so- like that where you take you take like it acknowledges that like the idea of this game isn't bad because dnd was made by a christian what i believe it was wasn't he i don't know i'll I'll check that while you say your point yeah so uh one interesting thing i found is these discussion questions well so the descript- the official description talks about how Jimmy keeps falling deeper into it. What has he gotten himself into? The whole episode, Jimmy's kind of like, I don't know how I feel about this. Like, the minute it starts getting a little weird, Jimmy is voicing concerns. Right. To me, the game's always supposed to have been about fantasy. And I hate to say it, it it's more like each of the individual person who's playing at how dark they're going to be and how, like, non-Christian their characters are going to be. That is true. Like, right, so, I just feel like there's a more nuanced take that I wish Odyssey could have done. Because I, I don't, I think Halloween's fine. But I think they had a kind of nuanced Halloween take where they're like, well, they're, like, they're not condemning people who do it. But it's like, there are better alternatives. Yes, and actually, I thought about this episode a lot. The one thing I noticed, so th- the episode is cast- called Castles and Cauldrons, so clearly Dungeons and Dragons. Dungeons and Dragons is a board game. This is that. This is like a LARPing thing. Yeah, well, yeah, I think a lot of people thought this is what Dungeons and Dragons was, and some people took it that far. Like, there's a few very isolated incidents of people taking it that far, but... Right. I just want to be clear, I have no problem with LARPing, but it was clear they knew we couldn't have Jimmy sit around the table for four hours rolling dice because that's not an exciting episode. Yeah. I mean, here's the thing. I don't, I, you know, I I do think stuff like Stranger Things has just propelled D&D into the mainstream now, which is maybe why they don't have that intro with Dobson. That's possible. Not specifically Stranger Things, but just that, like, the total like anger or outrage about D and D is basically non-existent anymore. Yes, like people get it's a fantasy thing. I think I think there are parent and it's like it's also hard too, right? Because it's pretty easy. I feel like now to know that like oh, you're whether your kid's playing D and D or not. That is very true. Because you need yes, I, like I, a lot of people to play it with. Oh, absolutely. Uh, two quick notes about Len. Uh, one, him being voiced by Richard Maxwell as voice actor just makes it weird because he's supposed to be a teenager, but he's voiced yeah. an adult several times on the show. So, okay, so one, when he talks about girls in the game, like only special girls who understand the game. Never quite got what that yeah, meant. weird. Real weird. 
However, I do imagine he's one of the people who blames Kathleen Kennedy for everything. It is funny, right? Because it totally is like a weird like little sexism point. Where they're like, only special girls who understand. And it, like, I don't know if they're trying to refer to like witches. Like, I, but like, it's weird that Odyssey's like, basically being like, you should dislike this person because they're being sexist. Well, I don't even know if that's what they were doing. Right, it's either that or, like, but it's such a weird thing, right? Like, it's maybe, like, a witchcraft thing. Right. And then, you know, one thing I remembered about this episode is they never really tell you what happened with Len before he came there. You're just supposed to assume he got way too into the game. I picked something up this time. That there was a woman who... Sorry, I was gonna say, what if they bring him back in a future episode? Or in a comic. That would be a funny... A comic character to bring back. (laughs) Yes. So they mention, like, when he says, you know, you're Mr. Whitaker's in Interfere or whatever they're called. There was a woman back where I lived who was the same way, and we took care of that. Now, I'm just assuming. I don't think the woman was killed or anything like that. I'm guessing they, maybe Len specifically took it too far and, like, you know, like, did an act of arson or something. I know, it's so dark. That it makes it, like, like, it, that's my, I think my point. I think it's fine to have a take, especially in this day and age, that, like, oh, D&D's bad. But to have takes, like, these kids are, like, taking out people who interfered and are, like, trying to do summoning rituals. Right. I, and again, maybe they need to I just mean, have what's it. That's what people were thinking back then. But it's also just, like, even then, I, I, I it would be hard to take it completely seriously. Right, and like I know, Len probably didn't burn down the lady's house because he wouldn't be going to Jimmy's house. He'd be going to a mental hospital. But I have to imagine the onus to him coming was that woman annoyed him so much he did something that crossed a line. Right, I feel like what would have been one. I was gonna say I actually think it wouldn't be a horrible idea to revisit D and D in terms of Odyssey, and even just have it be a little more tame, being like, yeah, it's a game people play, but it's like. Or is this the type of stuff you want to focus on? Do it as an Imagination Station episode. But I feel like, like, to me, I feel like the big mistake is having this just Jimmy's cousin coming in and he's, like, totally, like, like, just into summoning stuff and, like, all this stuff. It would have been more interesting had, like, it been some kid in Odyssey we know got the game and, like, the small yes. group of kids in Odyssey were playing it and it was more just like they were talking about stuff or like, you know, like how they were acting or like how they interact with others was a little weird if they were going to go on this route to be like, here's the problems with it. Because, right, it's so it's like one of those things where it's like we don't want one of our characters to fall. And yeah, and I actually like, think that. Yeah, because I was about to say that kind of makes it feel more like, oh, this doesn't happen in Odyssey. It's your weird older cousin. Yeah, it's, it's like, weird, right? It's supposed to be, like, well, that's how... It it would be more... Just... The take is just more... It it would inherently be more interesting if it was just, like, showing, like, well, it's not necessarily that you're gonna start summoning demons or, like, like, sacrifice things. It's more about that... it It could make you, especially young children, focus on things that they really shouldn't be focused on or not, like, prepared to focus on without realizing that it's all make-believe. 
Yes, I I agree with that, and it's all part of the satanic panic of the time, I guess. Um, it's funny. I yeah, I mean my D and D campaign. Like, there's stuff that happens in my D D campaign where it's like, well, yeah, that's probably not like the most Christian thing, even though I, a lot of Christians actually are the ones right. playing it. Yeah, but it's also I, like I think... it's it's fake, and we're not like doing any of this for real. Right. And I, I'm just going to say it. So, you know, I, I looked up Adventures in Odyssey on the Clock app. So, yeah. TikTok, if you don't know what I'm talking about. And a lot of people were talking about how uh, this episode was like one of the pieces of Christian media that messed them up the most. Because it said you're going to go to hell if you play D&D. So the episode does not say that. I'm not, I, I would just like to be clear. Uh, I, that's the vibe it's trying to get. But also, let me say this. I feel like... I think this episode's inherently wrong in a lot of aspects. I mean, I guess it could mess someone up, but I'm thinking there's so many other pieces of Christian media that I feel like could mess someone up more. Right. I get the feeling it's because that scene in the woods is so, so scary. And the, That's true. okay, That's here, so here's the thing. As a kid, I can see how Len as a character might be like, oh, this is what will happen if you play D&D. As an adult, it's like, okay, this dude's kind of pathetic. Yeah, exactly. I, I guess I get that. Like, especially if you really like playing D and D, but yeah, yes. it's it it's overly intense. Where it's like one of those things where if they had done a more nuanced take, it probably would have stuck with people more. Like, oh well, now I am playing D and D, but it is good to think on these things instead of being like, whoa, that Odyssey show sure was wrong. Yeah, no, I agree, and I I also and I said this in the original episode, they never quite attacked anything like this ever again. I mean, they kind of would, but they would never use names. They're like, there's not an episode where someone's reading a book about witchcraft for Harry Potter or, you know, Mandy falls in love with Pokemon or something. Yeah, like, I... And I wonder if it was some of the feedback from this episode. I do think it's just because it was such a thing that it's not like a group... Like, it's... I think here's the problem. It's like you read the only way people I think like let's say you're a focus on the family trying to research this is you read the manual and the, and like see the news stories and the manual does have some stuff where it's like whoa are people actually doing this and it's really more like oh this is like you're make believing and it's a and you're supposed to have this clear differentiation yes because like you can't really play it and like understand like Pokemon it's like okay well we can see what this is yes. It's not worth making an independent episode about. I also could imagine because Do Dobson opens it, that Dobson was like, make an episode showing how bad this was. And Harry Potter, it's also like, it's a book you can consume and be like, well, it's not that. Right. It's like, it's not like saying you should become a witch or something, you know? That's true. Now, we do also have to talk about it because this is the first episode that introduces Mr. Whitaker feeling something. <laughs> Which is really not brought up that often. Well, here's the thing, though. When, when we recorded the original episode, they were going through that, like, two-year-long phase where it was happening a lot with Wit. Yeah, it's true. I mean, I'm now, fine. We be... I, think people, I think people can get spiritual feelings, but it's also, like, weird because they've never really addressed that in an episode. Yes. Yeah, that, that, that's like, what I was about to say. Yeah, like, 
I'm fine if Odyssey wants to make that argument or make an episode about that. But it's weird when they keep addressing it. It's like, okay, so are you like arguing this like 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 how are you arguing this? Are you doing this as like a prophetic sort of thing? Or or like, you know, just a general like Holy Spirit sort of thing? Because I think that would be helpful like a helpful episode but then you also don't want to like say something where people are like well that's how i like you're saying that's wrong but that's how i feel the holy spirit so i get it's a it's a weird landmine of a of a topic but it would be interesting to see them do it yes and i think that just is kind of what shoots the episode all the way into infamy it just like wit saying i felt a darkness around his cousin and like going to mr barkley and all that stuff so yeah but yeah and Anyway, all that to say, and like maybe the episode had ended with Wit saying, and now we've got a D&D club meeting in the Bible room or something. I was going to say the basement of Wit's End, but that's a little stereotypical, so. Well, yeah, it's just weird for a show that always hypes up, like, use your imagination. The imagination's the best thing. To basically do a hit piece about a game that's all about imagination is weird yes. without saying, like, here, you could have, like, like, right, do something like, oh, like, some stuff that's like oh like robin hood it's like still kind of fantasy you got like you know archers and swordsmen and like thieves and that kind of stuff and because yeah that's true all right so anything else to say on this episode i'm good all right moving on to something not as spicy of a hot take as as our previous solo episode about it but you know yeah a little more well-formed though the Winning Edge. Bart Rathbone persuades, persuades Tracy Needlemeyer that winning at any cost is the only thing that matters. I mean, this is the this is the first Bart-centric episode. It's a really good setup for the character. Because it feel this feels like something that would be consistent with Bart's character throughout his entire run on the show. So it doesn't feel like, oh, this they were still working it out type of story. Oh, it, it's the it's the softball episode. For some reason, I was like, "What's the sport? What sport is this about?" Okay. Oh, I I, I listened I listened to this like a month and a half ago. Okay. Um, I mean, yeah, it's a fine episode, right? It is very, you know, in line with Bart, and as you said, Bart and Huey would become it. I think it's act. I applaud the episode for just at the end, you know, like going like hard about like, <laughs> like take out Robin. It's, it works well to have that because I think there's a thing in like, oh, like it's not about winning. Like, don't try so hard to win where it's like, well, wait, but the consequences is that I get to win. And you don't always see, like, the negative consequences. Even though this more goes into, like, playing dirty than being, like, competitive. Yes. But I do applaud them because, right, if it was just, like, oh, like, we feel bad or I'm getting too, like, mean. It's, like, no, there's, like, actual consequences of playing this way. I do agree. No, I like, because I think sometimes in these, it's not about winning or losing thing. It is just... We should let the other team win to be nice. But it Bart brings in some questionable tactics for sure. Uh, I don't quite understand how this local baseball team thing works where there's enough kids in Odyssey to have more than one Little League team. I think that's how Little Leagues were. I think I think we overestimate how big Little League was once upon a time. That's possible. 
It could also be one of those things where it like includes like Connellsville and like the surrounding areas. Oh yeah. I mean, right, Odyssey's the weird, like we never know. Is it like how like it has a fluctuating size? It really does. You know? Where sometimes it's like, whoa, like this seems like a normal sized city, and sometimes it's like, this is a really small town. Yeah, so I actually kind of like this episode. I think it's a good palate cleanser after Castles and Cauldrons, and maybe a better episode about game playing in a certain way. Well, yeah, it, it's certainly that. I don't mean it in a bad way, but it's like, like, I remember having like been like, oh yeah, I did listen to that like a month and a half ago. It is a good episode. It just doesn't, like... I wouldn't call it a classic. Right. I also kind of feel like the parents would be complaining more if Bart was being this dirty. Actually, a really interesting push and pull would be... You know, the parents on the other teams are mad, but the parents on Bart's team are actually kind of happy. Yeah. Because their kid's team is winning for a change. Well, yeah. Children being, like... Like, par- the pa- parent dynamic would be interesting in, like, sports stuff. Because yes. that certainly is true. Right, I was going to say, I think a bunch of parents would be happy. Like, some parents would be like, yeah, get them. Like, parents get crazy about their children's sports. I I fully agree. I, I 100% agree. And, again, it's a great first Bart episode because nobody has a reason not to trust him on this. And I do seem to recall even Tom is like, well, we should give him a chance and not... Why? Because I feel like there's a version of time would be, why is he doing this? Yeah. I mean, if it was Richard Maxwell as a coach, for sure. But anyway. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun... Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. All right. All's well with Boswell. Robin Jacobs tries to babysit a cat named Boswell, but goes on all sorts of adventures when the cat escapes. I mean, here's the thing. I like this episode. But I'll say this, it's, like, supposed to at one end be, like, oh, the fun, like, wacky hijinks sort of thing. But I think there's such an underlaying of anxiety. Yes. 
to me, like, it's like, oh, no, she lost the cat. Oh, no, they're on a car. It's like, oh, no, they get home and there are cats everywhere. It's like, like, you have this, like, constant, and it's like, it needs to be a little more goofy, I think, to get rid of the anxiety. It's like, it's like, this is very similar, right, to the, to the, um, to the animated episode. With the bird? With the bird. I wouldn't say similar. It's a similar, it's like the same right. one sentence pitch. And here's the problem. It's like weird. The, the Probably the, the TV episode is more inconsistent because the beginning's like real goofy of how he gets out of the house and him trying to catch the, them. Right. Well, well, the TV show will always be inconsistent because Wit has that dumb stratifier that breaks the reality <laughs> of the show. Well, right. But then like, so you have that kind of wackiness that kind of underlays some of that anxiety. But then you also have the scene where it's him and the female bird on top of the clock tower. And he th- and Wit thinks that Dylan dies. Yes. Okay. I do agree. So there is like, so it's not like the best example, but it's mm-hmm. like, I, I feel like I either needed this episode to dial back the hijinks a little bit or like dial it up. Yes. But I no, still I, I do. I do agree. So a couple notes. I actually really like that this episode is an episode where a kid learns a lesson, but they learn it through their actions. The adult, an adult doesn't have to come in and explain it to them. But it does seem weird, right? Like that they never, like the, there's no part of the moral where it's like, oh, we should have told an adult. Well, that is true. They could have said, right. Robin could have said, I really should have just called my parents or, you know, Mrs. What's her face wouldn't have noticed if you were gone for an hour to get a new figure. But well, it's like the Tom Riley thing. It's like they you could have said to Tom Riley, and Tom's like, Oh, I know her. Yeah, her cat gets out all the time. And it's like, you can always ask for help, you know. And then, like, Tom, Tom could even say something like, We'll just keep this a secret for now, right? Like, like something like, like that. Like, it feels weird. It's like, Let's sneak on Tom Riley's truck. Okay, so I, I do agree with that. That there could have been a nice little moment. You know, Tom kind of gives them a lesson, but they still get to feel like they made it. Yeah. I, I actually do kind of agree, though, because if I accidentally let somebody's cat out, that would be, like, the worst imaginable thing to happen. Yeah. like I Other would, than the cat like, dying. Like, it's, like, weird, right? Because it's an episode about responsibility. It's like, I have to take responsibility for this. But it's, like, you are a child. You can tell your parents, like, I need help to carry out my responsibility. Right. I think Donna, uh, what's her, who is it? Robin says a few times, my mom already didn't think I was going to be able to do this. Well, I think your mom would be a little more relieved to hear you're babysitting a cat and not a child. Right. It's weird, right? Yes. I think because it's a cat... Because obviously, obviously you don't want to put a four-year-old in danger or something. Yeah. Because it's a cat, the stakes are high enough, but you do kind of feel like at some point Robin should have just... Or the episode should have had Robin or Jesse stop and talk to an adult. Yeah. This is the Robin so, era, isn't it? Like, this is yeah. the, the few, like, the couple of years where Robin was, like, the big... Like, one of, if not the big Odyssey character. This is true. So, yeah. Right, but again, I again, I, I like the idea of the lesson's just kind of subtle, even though it does end with that joke of they were all under the TV the whole time. And, yeah, which... And we let 75 cats in the house, so... 
yeah, it's it's weird. So no, I I think it's a fine episode. I I don't know why it always strikes me as something that would have worked really well as an animated episode. Yeah, I feel like well, that's I think why I right I don't think. I don't think it's a direct adaptation, but I do think they probably were like, oh, this would be, like, something like this would be good for the show. Yes. Because the bird one, it is like a, a kid watching after a bird, like a, some kind of pet, and hijinks ensue. Yeah. True. I just hope Jesse got half of whatever Donna made, or Robin made. Yeah. Probably not, if we remember the... Have we talked exactly. about the quote-unquote kami lawn mowing episode yeah so right uh, i would actually mm, i would say this is to me a, not in a bad way and i'm about to use a very hip term so i hope that i'm using it right it's a very mid episode of adventures and odyssey there's not a lot to say about it even though we probably did say too much about it it's a fine episode but when i'm making my list of my favorites it probably wouldn't pop up so let's go well, we're talking about mid-episodes. Let's go to the next one. I don't know if this is... I think there's a lot to say here. Wishful thinking. After wishing her brother had never been born, Donna wakes up the next morning to discover that she's received her wish. So, classic, it's a wonderful life sort of premise. Yes. Like... Which, again, the I, Barclays are named after it's a wonderful life, so it's kind of apropos. Well, and then they do another one with... The, Oh yeah, they do. Okay, here's here's the issue. They kind of turn up Jimmy's obnoxiousness in this episode. Yes. Jimmy is an elementary school boy, so it makes sense, but he's never really been this obnoxious and isn't really after this. I would agree with that. So, you know... It's a little weird. What I find funny... The most funny thing to me about this episode is just that the Barkley family is devoid of humor. Like, with Jimmy gone, they're like, a joke? Yeah, I kind of agree with that. Like, George and Mary strike me as people who would not be devoid of humor before having kids. Right. Like, here's the thing. I give you will say it, to talk about the, to say the joke, but it's, like, weird. Right. Now, it is Donna's dream, which, again, yeah. I could do a a great episode, like a great episode parody episode of a sitcom like this would be, wait a second, why is my dream teaching me a lesson? <laughs> That's good. So. Um, just, just a thought. but Yeah. But. It's weird. It's like a weird tonal episode because there's so much setup. It's just basically like, I miss having my brother. Yeah, I mean, you've got to remember, It's a Wonderful Life is a lot of setup for a very quick I Wish I Was Never Born part of the movie, comparatively. So It's true, but it's just weird, right? Because it's just like her life's a little better, but she just, and she misses her brother. Which is like, there's a lot of other ways to do that plot line. Yeah, I totally agree. I mean, honestly, I think the Room of Consequence version of this episode might have been better. Yeah, but they didn't. Honestly, I wonder if they, because honestly, I wonder if they started doing Room of Consequence because they had the whole, like, you're running late thing with, like, the whole uh, Twilight Zone. Yes. 
And then they had this whole episode with the dream thing where I wonder if they're like, we're doing a lot of like, what if this happened episodes? That's actually a good point. They're like, we, we are running out of stuff to do because those are both dreams. Yes. Oh, yeah. It's, so, it's fine. Yeah, I, I agree about the Jimmy's obnoxiousness. I, again, kind of like how they use some of the ancillary characters to give the lesson as opposed to having Wit give a speech about it. Because it, it would just be, you know, like they're not having to contrive as many ways to get us into Wit's end for that final scene. Yeah. Um, I just want everyone to know as we're recording this, John is messing around with a stuffed Sheba, and it's very visually distracting. I'm doing it to distract you. Okay. Um, but Sheba in you, the dog. I I don't know if someone's gonna think that's something weird, something else. Okay, last episode for this podcast. Have you no scruples? Kurt and Lucy find out what scruples are or sell perks are by playing a game of wits design. It's called Pride, Lucy. <laughs> I know. Which, look, on one hand, I kind of appreciate the episode takes a moment to say Kurt was doing things wrong, but Lucy was also being kind of an egomaniac. Right, it's like acknowledging that Lucy wasn't doing everything right and was kind of like, you shouldn't lord over the fact that you're doing the right thing. Which she did at times, but it's so heavy of a line delivery from Connie. Like, it almost feels like she says it and they had to, like, they're like, oh, we gotta add this, and they cut it in later. I do kind of agree. It, I, it, I always like this episode. I think there's a lot of fun little set pieces that come up. I agree. I think the game is actually a really good idea, and I could see yeah. someone trying to implement it in real life, because there's nothing too unrealistic, other than what has all these connections over town all over town yeah. so but there's like the movie theater thing there's the newspaper thing there's the coupon thing right. there's the connie thing right and actually that was a, the whole game and this brings up the bigger incongruity of it's called pride lucy is at no point during the story do you feel like lucy is getting punished for being prideful no and but it's a good point i feel like it was just a point they wanted to add in but i guess it's supposed to be like Right, it would have been interesting had that happened at one point, right? Right, where something happened where either somebody said, Lucy, you've got to chill. Probably. I don't even know what you could have really done. I I feel like with the Connie thing, maybe at one point it could have just been like, she'd been like, Kurt, do what you want. It's your own choice. Or like, like, play it up where it's like, I know I'm making the right choice. Like, you make your own. And it's kind of like, you are prideful because you're like, you're doing the right thing. But you also should have helped your friend make the right choice. Yeah. I think. No, I, I, I do agree. Like, it could have been something like with Connie. Like, Lucy, it ends with Lucy breaking down being like, but I didn't. I could have. I should have told. Like, I should have, like, helped Kurt figure out the right choice for something yeah and you don't want to put it too much on yourself but be like well sometimes like you could just have a thing where it's like well sometimes people won't listen to you but like you we should always try and like we shouldn't take pride in like our own correctness 
Yes, I, I agree. And like you said, with the it's called Pride Lucy. I kind of wonder if that was an, the whole thing was added at the end because the writers realized, oh, Lucy's being very smug this whole episode, and that might send the wrong message. I don't know. I'm sure it was a little bit in there, but yeah, the Connie thing seems spliced in almost. Yes. Uh, and this is, of course, the first appearance of Odyssey favorite, the Betsy the Bumblebee movie. Which I only have to bring up because the sequel is played in a later episode. Well, yeah. What what sequ- What episode? It's the episode where Marvin and Tamika want to have more responsibility, you know, more privileges like Xavier. Oh, yeah. So then they go to Revenge of the Raptor. Uh, it, although on the wiki, and I find this very funny, apparently there is a Zapazoids movie. Strangely, it is rated G. <laughs> which I find very funny. Well, Zapazoids was never really indicated to be super violent. I always kind of thought Zapazoids is like an old school arcade game. Like Galaga, basically. It probably is something like that. I mean, also, this was when, like, would, would, would how prevalent would PG-13 have been at this point? It, it, let me check the year. So this was the 1990, so... Pro- it was out there, so... Okay. Because when was Temple of Doom? 84. Okay. I mean, but this is also when you could get away with a little more in a G-rated movie. I was going to say, remember, Watership Down is rated G. Land Before Time is rated G. Secret of Nim is rated G. Black Cauldron is not rated G, but that was Disney. Um, right, You could probably have, like, a rape blaster or something. The Transformers movie is rated G. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's probably something like Transformers. So, honest, right. So, honestly, I I enjoy the aspect of the game in this episode. I do kind of wish folks... I don't want to say I wish folks would give us a book on how to play it, but I, you could definitely see, if you could pull it together, a great youth activity in this. I agree. You know, see how this is. Or, an Adventures in Odyssey video game. We've had that. Honestly, I feel like probably it would be similar. Anything they would come up with would be similar to what we got in the Great Escape game. That Yeah, that's probably true. Where it's just a bunch of, like, <laughs> redesigned puzzles. That's a good point. Hmm. Alrighty. Well, I think that wraps up this episode. We went a little long on this one. Join us next time for six more episodes, and probably by the... Time that episode's out, we'll do the June news roundup because some interesting stuff has happened. I'm Will. I'm John. We'll see you next time. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. 
And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.